0: Good morning. Happy Saturday. It is Saturday, September 9th. Welcome to the Daily Bible Wrap-Up. I'm Greg. All right, go through the readings for the day, have some commentary usually. I've got a little bit of commentary today. And um, really it's just all about understanding the Bible, reading it in a year, sharing my thoughts with you. Maybe it'll help you. Maybe it'll help me. That's the whole idea. It's a good idea to always start each day in the Word. And even though sometimes our lives get a little bit disruptive and busy, I encourage you to try every morning to start your day that way. Our readings today are Proverbs 22, 7 through 16, 2 Corinthians 11, 1 through 15, and Isaiah 20 through 23. Now, as always, with the Proverbs, I usually just read one of the lists that's given, one that stands out to me. And I tell you why. I write down for myself why. Proverbs um, 22, verse 10 is where I start today. Quote, throw out the mocker and fighting goes too. Quarrels and insults will disappear. Now, I experienced this recently relating to this podcast, actually. In response to one of the postings on LinkedIn, one of the episodes, I got a response that, well, that's not appropriate for LinkedIn because LinkedIn is only about business. Only for business contacts. Not appropriate. You should throw it up on TikTok. I think the poster actually said something along the lines of like Chinese like religion, but I didn't understand that. He's, his point was that it was LinkedIn is for business contacts and information only. Now, this wasn't from LinkedIn itself. This was from a contact of mine, one that I've been connected with for several years. I explained that my business, my security business, is based on the foundation of my faith. And it's therefore a business-related item. I've made no secret about that. I have said that from day one. I have given testimony. You can find that if you so desire to look on the other podcast historical archives, you can just search for um, virtual CISO moment and go back to uh, uh, in uh, one of the early episodes from November of 2017. Well, that was when the testimony was, I think. Um, I didn't really start that podcast in earnest until 2019. So I thought that that would maybe... End the conversation there, but he continued to engage. Details of which I don't want to go into here, but it was obviously he was being argumentative. And my second and final response to him was I'm not trying to convert anyone. I think that he was thinking that that's not the purpose of this podcast. I am speaking to believers in this podcast or for those that are interested that have had that little heart tug. But if you haven't had that heart tug, you're not listening to this podcast. I am, not, I am not producing this for you. I am praying for you, but I'm not producing this for you. When you have that heart tug and you want to dive further into the faith, I'm one of millions of resources out there for you, just waiting to share the good news. But we're not pushing it. You have to have that heart open first. But I don't know if um, this poster understood that. Um, he, He also then talked about separation of church and state, which absolutely doesn't apply. Without going too far into politics, one of the most misunderstood statements in American history is separation of church and state. It means very simply that The government shall not establish an official religion like we had over in England, the Church of England. That's it. That's all it means. And it has been so misapplied, even if it was applied to the point where where um, uh, the the posters uh, point was that there shouldn't be religion in state activities. um, It still wouldn't even apply to this argument because I'm not I'm not a government, but it does not it doesn't at all and it's one of the most misunderstood misused and i just wish that people would go back and have a basic civics lesson and understand that he also said that jesus supported separation of church and state and i have no idea where he was going with that but um he's Insinuated that I was limiting hires to Christians, which is not true. I don't discriminate against anybody. I welcome all sorts of discussions. I think it's a wonderful, wonderful thing to do, to have discussions for all topics. And there were others, other other false statements. So I had no desire to go further with this. And I had told him, before that I wish him peace. But here, I just had to end up blocking. I did what was talked about here in the proverb. I threw out the mocker. But in a broader sense, I'm done with being silent. We as Christians have every right to be bold in our expression of faith. And yet we have continuously given in to not want to upset people. While others push our agendas that don't agendas that don't necessarily align with the Christian point of view. We have to do better. We have to stand firm knowing that God will fight our battles. Otherwise, we're Christians in name only, enjoying church and the faith, and only when it's comfortable. I say all that just to get you to think and to continue to get me to think, because it is disturbing when you get that sort of a a post on LinkedIn or any social media. Stay firm in the faith. It's it's we can't be silent anymore. Second Corinthians is where we are in New Testament, picking it up in eleven verse one. Now, somewhat related to this, Paul fears the Corinthians' faith will be corrupted. Verse four quote You happily put up with whatever anyone tells you. Sound familiar? Even if they preach a different Jesus than the one we preach, or a different kind of spirit than the one you received, or a different kind of gospel than the one you believed. So we have to stop, quote, happily putting up with whatever anyone tells us. Again, that's where we have to be bold and stand firm. Enough is enough. As for Paul, he says in verse 12, quote, but I will continue what I have always done. This will undercut those who are looking for an opportunity to boast that their work is just like ours. These people are false apostles. Not quite exactly the same situation, but the concept does apply today. Be like Paul. And again, I am speaking to believers here. Verse 14, quote, even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. And don't fall to deception. Those are my words. And not bro- broadly co- proclaiming faith is a sign that perhaps deception is starting to get a hold of you. So you might want to examine where you're at. Say it one more time. I'm speaking to the church. I'm speaking to the body of Christ. Old Testament, we pick up the story in Isaiah. A lot of messages going on now. Isaiah 20 is another message. In the year when King Sargon of Assyria ordered the capture of the Philistine city Ashdod, Isaiah is commanded to walk around naked and barefoot, apparently for three years. The Lord says this is a sign of troubles to come for Egypt and Ethiopia, who will be defeated by the Assyrians and forced to walk naked and barefoot as prisoners. I got a couple of questions here. You probably do too. First of all, wasn't the last message we talked about, about Egypt and Ethiopia finding favor with God, or at least in some element. So, I I might have missed something, but they're starting to find favor with God, and now they're going to be punished. And what were the the society uh, repercussions of Isaiah walking naked, presumably part of the time in public for three years? I I, I can't imagine that there wasn't some reaction to that. Anyway, um, this... Defeat, especially Egypt's defeat, will panic the Philistines. If they can defeat Egypt, they can defeat us. That's what they're thinking. Isaiah 21, new chapter, new message. This about Babylon. Disaster is coming to Babylon when people least expect it. Quote from verse 5: Everyone is eating and drinking, end quote, at a great feast. So again, when you're sometimes these things are are said that they're going to happen when you least expect it, when you're so involved in the material world. You've totally lost focus on God. That's when God's going to hit you on the side of the head and say, wake up. Um, Lines like this remind us to always be prepared for the enemy's attacks and and for the return of Christ. I try more and more to live this life that I'm in focused on the next. Right, I can't. I mean, that's not something that is easy to do on a minute-by-minute basis, but I do at least try to focus more. I've learned by, through reading the word daily, to try to focus more there. Another message follows. This one's for Edom, a short one. Someone keeps asking the watchman how much longer until morning. The answer is morning is coming, but night will soon return. So does that mean that Edom is to have a period of light or peace, followed by more darkness, war? Then there's a message about the people of Tima to help refugees. I'm wondering if this is the remnant. So a little bit of confusion. um, Might have to look. I've talked before about actually doing a study of Isaiah itself. Actually, my wife and I were just talking about this yesterday. Isaiah 22, next, a message about Jerusalem, people running to rooftops, presumably to look in the distance to see who's coming or above. Why else would you run up to the top of roofs? I mean, I guess if there was a flood and you were getting away from water, but there's no indication here in this passage that that's the case. There are, though, lots of dead from famine and disease after the leaders abandoned them, yet the people never asked for help from God. Verse 11, quote, the one who planned this long ago, end quote. Even when called to repent, instead they went on a blissfully unaware of the ultimate realities. Verse 13, quote, let's feast and drink for tomorrow we will die. For tomorrow we die. For this, they're turning their back on God. They will not be forgiven. Then a message for Shebna, who is battling, who's building rather a beautiful tomb and monument to himself. The Lord. And to Isaiah, will cut down his egotistical thinking. He will be driven from the position of power and be replaced by his servant. Now, Isaiah 23 begins with a message for Tyre, which was, quote, the marketplace of the world. But it will be put to shame to destroy the city's pride. For 70 years, the length of a king's life, Tyre is to be forgotten. Then Tyre will be revived. And that's it for today. Again, um, a little bit longer, but I did feel like I had a little bit of a message to get out. I, feel, I felt like God was nudging me to express that, that that when you're faced with an opportunity to be the voice for God, be that voice, and when that opportunity has pushback, remember you have every right to your opinion and your belief, just like everybody else has the same right to their opinion and their belief, and we all must respect each other. Until then, take care. Until tomorrow, take care and my blessing, my prayer for you even more so than than not today is that you walk by the Spirit today and really, really be able to identify and avoid temptation. Take care.